Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of An Open Window. Today's episode is brought to us by Ellie Chavez Photography. Ellie Chavez Photography is a portraiture and wedding photography business in Austin, Texas. Her tagline, Capturing Magic in the Moment, is encompassing of what she strives to do in each portrait session or wedding. With a personal touch to every photo, Ellie wants every session to be fun, easy, relaxed, and for those emotions to shine through in every photo. First-time clients get a discount on any full session and... And open window listeners get $25 off her mini session price. And now enjoy episode two. Hey everyone and welcome to an open window. We're here with episode two. Hope everyone's doing amazing and having a great day. Kind of hoping you're feeling a little charged up from last week's episode. And this week's episode is actually going to be a little bit similar. Um, I feel like I touched a lot on what other people uh, would qualify as work and stuff like that and uh and i told people to follow the things that they want to do um and i kind of want to have this episode to have a to almost open up a conversation between you and i i guess for whoever's listening and um i'm going to be talking about some of the endeavors that i've taken on some of the things that i've gone through as far as trying to find my way around to uh finding something that I want to do for myself. And I'd love to hear from all of you. Um, anyone listening, if if you're stuck somewhere and you want to be doing something or if you're already doing something and you just want to talk about it, I'm all ears, all eyes, I guess, if I'm reading it. But all right, so now let's go ahead and tackle this episode. So um, I, guess, I guess last time I talked a lot about... Um, where I started and where I kind of got this mindset from of uh, wanting to do things for myself because from a young age, I fell in love with something that uh, was something that I stumbled into. I loved and it pulled on my heart and my soul strings enough, I guess you could say, to make me just want to do something either that or something like that for the rest of my life. And that would be guitar. So I still haven't checked if it's been... 10 years or not since I started, but I would almost assume that it has. Um, And I am still playing. Uh, I've I've recently picked it back up in the last month and a half after like a year and a half long break. I lived in an apartment and I had quit my band right when I moved into the apartment. So I practiced for myself a little bit. But at that point in time, it was really, um, I was really just keeping my chops up and, uh, trying not to learn too many songs because I wanted to be able to write things for the band that uh, that didn't sound like all the things I was listening to, like just to not sound too close or similar or whatever. So, so anyways, I took the break because the sound in the apartment, I was always, I had super, I don't, it wasn't really anxiety. I was just super paranoid that, you know, someone was going to hear some noise and complain. And those are probably the most paranoid two years of my life honestly because it was just like day after day you know you close the door too hard and you're like oh shit but at the same time anyone who's lived in an apartment before you always know that 4 a.m renovations always happen from the unit above you they just like oh you got a skill saw and a hammer just going at all hours of the day so i realistically shouldn't have taken a break but i think i just felt a little burnt out because if we go back a little bit to, I guess, before we started taking the band super, super well, I guess it was taken pretty seriously. We, uh, I started when I was 13, and by the time I was 15, I think, 
maybe 15 or 16, we were already playing clubs downtown. Um, and we started at this place in downtown Austin called the Red Eyed Fly. It's now called Sidewinder. Played a bunch of shows there. It was the first place. It was the first place and one of the only places to ever pay us. And they started paying us right from the beginning. And uh, and that shit's really cool. If anybody would be interested, I guess you could hit me up and I can show you where we have some of those old videos located. Uh, some really old singers and uh, old people in the band. And um, I, th I think we might have videos of almost every iteration of the band on YouTube. That's interesting. I should actually really go back and check that out just for some nostalgia. But in any event, we started at Red Eyed Fly and at 16 we were uh, already gigging a little bit. It wasn't too often because we were still in school. We could only really do it on like Friday nights or Saturday nights or whatever. But we also played like every talent show, I think, except for senior year talent show uh, at school. Uh, we played some senior events like when I think when we were a junior we got invited or we asked to play I don't really know which one to play um, music for um, the graduating class at the time and a kind of odd place I mean we were definitely just playing like Metallica and Megadeth and our own songs and these were all like 17 and 18 year old people when like nothing was the same by Drake was out and like the weekend was popular. So there was probably some some polarity or something happening there um, because I I feel like a lot of people stuck around. Um, but I don't necessarily know if that was like the greatest choice of events for us to play. So I guess going along with the whole guitar thing, I at that point, I was probably I would go to school, I'd get home. I'd fuck around a little bit and then I'd be playing guitar for like four or five hours a day every single day of the week. That shit really enveloped me. Time was just not a thing whenever I was practicing and I just wanted to be better. I just wanted to be good. Um, I don't think it was for any other reason other than I wanted to be good at it and I think that that was a really good thing for me where I wasn't like hunting down the feeling of I want to be good so people will respect me and so People will say I'm a good guitar player and I wasn't doing it for girls, which I know a lot of people like Dave Mustaine or a lot of those dudes in the 80s were like, I want to get chicks. I'm going to start playing guitar and make a band because that was the cool thing to do. Um, that was definitely never an interest in my ass because I, I stayed at home playing guitar. I was definitely not fucking bringing an acoustic guitar to school and trying to woo people or whatever. But so as far as guitar is concerned, I was playing a lot. Uh, we graduated, we started playing more shows, um, I think probably between the ages of like 18 and 20, maybe 18 and or 19 and 22. I had never played any more shows than those. I mean, it was like every week we were playing a show, it felt like uh, we'd have like at least two or three a month, every month. We were traveling to Houston, going to Dallas. We did a little tour where we went to Houston and Dallas and... We were supposed to go to Louisiana, but I think that fell through right before we went. We had attempted to record an EP, an album, and a multitude of other things that never came to fruition. Uh, we almost got done one time, but the entire session or the hard drive, either one, it was either the session or it was the hard drive, just completely shit the bed. We lost all of it. It was all I think it was all free for the most part because it was uh, one of our buddies was going to recording school and one of his projects was to record 
um, some songs for a band. So we went in there and we recorded some. We were going to try and use it for an EP. It crashed. Then we had another recording school buddy that it was a couple years down the line. He recorded us. Um, but I don't know if we ever got those mixes back. And we spent a lot of time in the studio. Um, but even if we didn't have anything physical to show for it, the experience was something else. It was really cool to like be sitting in front of some monitors with some, you know, everyone's chilling out on the couch behind you and you're just, you know, laying down things that you're really proud of and they sound amazing coming out of those speakers and it's so loud. You like the hair on your arms is raising up and stuff like that. So it was definitely an experience whether or not I have anything to show for it. But I ended up, well, the band went through a lot of, it was like a revolving door it seemed like. The only cement members was me and my drummer and my guitar player and um me and the guitar player in the band were still really close friends i would say best friends um and obviously we left because we were having some tension and unresolved issues and i don't think that we really laid the groundwork for like whose job was whose uh because the drummer and the singer at the time mainly did all of the like booking for shows and they were getting I guess a tad bit resentful that we weren't doing our part to book the shows but at the same time uh, I was practicing my ass off so that I could have my chops up to write good music which I would say that I did and me and the guitar player we both wrote really great music and I'm only saying this as like a uh, as a I guess how we knew that we were writing good songs is because people liked the songs enough that they would come to the shows as much as they could and they would request like songs that me and the guitar player had written and we all moderately collaborated on all of them we wrote a lot of the songs on the spot or one of us would bring a riff in and we'd like riff off of it in practice until we came up with something but realistically from the the perspective I have now, they were booking and we were writing, but I think that we wanted them to write more because we felt like they didn't. And they also didn't, I feel like they didn't practice that much either. So it was kind of like, you know, we were good live and we could write like moderately, not even complex songs, but we could just write songs. But it seemed like, you know, the further that me and the other guitar player, I'll just call him Jacob. That's, that's who he is. His name's Jacob. Um, me and Jacob, the further that we got ahead was the further we got from them. And so we wanted to start incorporating different kinds of, you know, metal playing and guitar playing and different tonalities and different time signatures and stuff like that. And it was not something that we felt was going to happen at all. But uh, so we ended up leaving. It was like... Like it was in 2017, I think it was almost it was over two years ago now, which is really crazy. But we were in the band for about six years, seven years, I think, because I think it was 2010 when we started. We started the band when we were in the seventh grade. But yeah, so I, that was really like my first, uh, my first collaboration with people as far as like, well, it was really just my first experience with me doing something that I really wanted to do. And man, that was a lot of work. Like not only like thinking about it now, if I think about all the travel we did, I bought my car 
in February 2016, I believe. Yeah, and I put 25,000 miles on it in one year just by traveling, obviously to work and stuff like the stuff I normally had to do. But all the travel around Texas was just, it was so much. So the travel, and I drove a lot of the time in my car. So the 25,000 miles, we did that. And then all the hours of practice to keep my chops up to be the best I could on stage. Because you almost have to like, really on stage, you have to kind of play on autopilot because you have to have the songs down enough to where you can play it. You might be playing it faster. You might be playing it slower. It's all dependent on, you know, how the drummer is feeling realistically because it's not like we had, uh, I know a lot of big bands now, they have like in-ears or headphones and they have it synced up with the metronome and stuff like that so that they can all, you know, every song is in time and everyone's playing like at the record speed or whatever. And it's just for consistency, but us starting out and even at the end we had no consistency so you almost had to be good enough to play on autopilot in a multitude of different speeds and you had to have stage present stage presence you had to interact with the crowd in our case you had to headbang and walk around the stage and do like cool guitar tricks and all these things but i mean while i don't have anything to show for it aside from some YouTube videos and the memories I have about it. Um, and obviously all the experience I garnered from like interacting with people and putting myself on a stage. I really, I think I had pretty bad stage fright when I started, not like stage fright where I couldn't get up there, but I definitely got over it where I would almost be not nervous at all. I might be nervous, like getting to the venue and getting all the stuff out of the car and like getting it all ready. But by the time we got on stage and you're halfway through the first song, there's no point in worrying because you're already committed to finishing the fucking thing. So you might as well. Um, but yeah, we ended up leaving the band. Uh, me and Jacob, we both left and uh, we took all of the music. We took all of our music with us uh, as much as we could. We essentially, we didn't have a copywriter or anything, but we're like, you know, we really fucked up if you guys, you know, tried to continue this thing on as um, as the band that it was and the band that I would think people enjoyed because that's the iteration of the band that everyone was coming out for and they would be excited to see us and hang out with us. And we, and like I said, we ended up writing a majority of the music. So when we left and they, for the most part, respected our wishes, I suppose, there's one song in particular that they are using to spearhead you know themselves now and it's a song that me and jacob had written i think actually me and jacob had written the entire thing and when i say I, he wrote like the beginning part and i wrote like a minute at the end so i really did not have that much to do with it it was all jacob and props to him it was like the song of the set list Everyone wanted to hear it. We always wanted to play it. It was a fucking killer time. It was fucking amazing. But in January of 2017, was it 2017? Yeah, I guess it must have been. No, fuck. I don't remember what time it was. We were in Houston uh, beginning the tour and I had been bitten by the YouTube bug. I, 
I don't remember who I was watching at the time, but someone I was watching really put a hair up my ass to be like, yeah, you can do YouTube as well. Like, look what these people are doing. I'm having a good time. I'm spending a lot of time watching it and I want to be a part of it. It, it feels like, um, for me, it felt like the kind of next, not the next step for me. I didn't know that yet, but it felt like almost something I really, really wanted to do because I had asked for a video camera when I was, oh, fuck. I guess it was when I started playing guitar. I think I might've got it that Christmas or maybe the Christmas before that. So I was like 11 or 12. I got a camera. I made some really awful YouTube videos that I have on a channel. I don't have access to the channel anymore, but I know that the videos are still up there. And yeah, I mean, I guess if you also want to see me when I was 13 or 12 or whatever, uh, I can also share that with you. You could just type in Pi142 on YouTube and I believe the videos are still there. Um, it's excessively cringy shit, but you know, that's what it was all about back in those days was just having a fucking good time and not giving a shit at all about, you know, who's going to see it or whatever. It was a different time. I feel like you could just put weird shit up on the internet and no one would even know who you were or anything like that. But now it's so easy to trace that shit back. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. So I wanted to start doing YouTube and I started taking it pretty serious. I think I was doing YouTube videos while I was still in the band. I definitely was because I was recording them at my house before I moved out to go to my apartment. Holy shit. I really need to get a grip on that timeline there. So it was guitar and then the band and then YouTube sprinkled in at the, it wasn't even sprinkled. I was doing a lot of YouTube. I was doing a lot. Holy shit. So the first big thing I, I started doing on YouTube, I probably did like a majority of the videos I put on there, honestly. It was probably like the first 27 or something like that I did while I was still in the band. So I was juggling practicing and going to work because I was out of high school, coming up with YouTube video ideas, recording them, and editing them all at the same time. Um, and that definitely became... It came to be a lot of fucking work. Like, it was pretty brutal, honestly. And, but I did find out that I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed not only filming it and, you know, it's almost like the excitement of starting something new and kind of having those aha moments all over again that I had with guitar. And uh, that came more from, like, figuring out what kind of transitions I can do. And then I really started to love editing the videos just because like, you know, you kind of have to go through that whole process to put the video together. And, uh, and while I never really was super happy with the end product, I think I always blamed that on, or, you know, I had an excuse that I didn't like it because it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't similar to the content I was watching, um, which was like, pretty high produced like people that had been doing it for a while so I was really hard on myself that I wasn't able to capture almost the amount of detail and I couldn't tell you know a story in a vlog or you know it was just it was hard and not only that I didn't really enjoy the whole clickbaity aspect of it um and I guess I'm gonna have to kind of get over that but I want to try and do it a little bit different this time by trying to attract people that would actually be interested in those things by not I never stretched the truth in the titles 
but I didn't feel like they accurately conveyed what people would be watching. And just because at the time in 2016 and stuff like that, it was like fucking all the Orbeez videos and the hot knife challenge and fruit ninja challenges where you're cutting up fruit in the backyard with a, with in my case, a sword or making big jello thing like DIY videos where you just like make something out of completely random shit and then like destroy it or whatever. But so at about the time I quit the band and I'd moved into the apartment, I feel like I kind of quit doing YouTube as well for a while because it was really, I don't know, maybe, maybe getting out of the band or maybe moving to the apartment or whatever. It had a, a big effect on me personally. And I would say that only because moving here where I am now, I moved a month and a half ago. This is when I started playing guitar again. Um, it was really rough. Just the, the scenery change was hard on me for like really the first month and a couple days. Um, but I feel like I'm doing pretty good now. I'm definitely doing really good now, actually. And uh, this discipline month that I told you guys that me and Ellie were doing is going really well. Um, I'm recording this episode a little bit early just because I got the opportunity to. And I had a wild hair up my ass. So it's uh, June 18th now. And I've already lost almost four pounds. I'm not really looking to lose weight. But I am looking to, you know, go to the gym and eat healthy and try and not fuck off too much this month but i'm already down four pounds uh we're getting out of bed as soon as our alarms go off and then ellie puts the tea on the on the stove and we run in here and we try and make the bed and open up all the blinds and stuff before the tea starts screaming out there and that's definitely been really helping me with the whole moving situation but when i was in the apartment i felt like i was kind of by myself i had me and Jacob and our friend all moved into an apartment together and it was all our first times moving out. We didn't really know how to like, we didn't know the balance between like hanging out by ourselves and hanging out together. And so there was a lot of stuff going on and I was in a weird mental spot as well because of a lot of the things that had happened before, like the reasons why I had to get out of my house and stuff like that. So um, as far as the YouTube is concerned, it had a pretty long stint and I took it so serious like way so serious and I really miss it. I'm so, I'm really am excited to start doing it again. I'm going to have two videos up. I'm going to try my absolute best to have two videos up by July 19th, uh, which is the end of this whole discipline month. But, um, so at that point I was out of the band and I stopped doing YouTube videos. And I think I stopped doing YouTube videos from like February to October or something like that. And then I started doing YouTube videos again. I upgraded my camera. I was enjoying the fuck out of it. Me and Jacob did this uh, 12, it was 12 days of Christmas, but it was 12 challenges of Christmas. And I'd highly recommend watching some of those because they are fucking hilarious. We did, we were trying to do like old challenges and like new challenges that were happening on YouTube. So we did like Chubby Bunny and the Cinnamon Challenge and the Sprite and Banana Challenge. But we also did like the Whisper Challenge and... Uh, <laughs> the last one that we did was so funny. Uh, it was Ellie's idea. We got, it was to get drunk and then try and do Pinterest crafts. And so we were trashed by the end of it. And we were trying to put like glue and glitter on these fucking pieces of cardboard paper. It was a fun time. And I was drunk. It was, I mean, it was a really good time. But, and 
I just thinking about it, I really miss it. I really miss doing those things and I can't wait again. I know I can't stop saying it. Can't wait to start doing it. I know I just need to start doing it. Nah, I know. But um so after that I started oh, so after that in October when I started again and I got a new camera and we did the twelve challenges of Christmas, I stopped again in like February again. So maybe if I started making videos this time of year, it'd be weird because I'd be doing it in a time where I don't think I've done it before, but I'm not sure about that. So after I stopped doing that in February, I got a, another hair up my ass. I had been watching a lot of people on Twitch and I was like, eh, I can play some games. I can have a good time. So I, uh, I bought a little Logitech webcam. I bought the mic that you guys are listening to now. I took out a pretty decent loan on a uh, nice computer rig so that I could stream. And it was kind of necessary as well. If I wanted to make YouTube videos or, you know, stream or whatever, I wanted to be able to have a nice rig, which I still do, thankfully. And it's been serving me very well, and I appreciate it so much. And uh, it's lended itself very useful because after I got this computer a month afterwards or maybe two weeks or something like that i really got on the train of streaming as much as i could and in the beginning i was just kind of fucking around um and i was streaming this old game that yes i still play it's an old game called runescape i've been playing for like 13 years at this point on and off it's almost just like something fun to do in the background while i do my other work or uh or whatever. I have a YouTube channel where I used to and will be starting again to upload like videos or whatever. But in any event, this is the game that I was streaming. And uh, it went well. I got so lucky in the beginning because um, it was the first I had been streaming for maybe like a week doing like an hour a day or something where there would be no one in the chat or someone would come in and watch for like two seconds and then leave. But I ended up getting hosted by uh, a pretty prominent streamer at that point in time. And uh, she hosted me for like 200 and something people and freaked me out. Uh, All those people, I mean, a lot of people stayed in my chat and it was the craziest that my chat ever got in the entire time that I was doing it. But there were some times where I got pretty close on my own and I felt like that was a pretty cool thing. Um, But I got hosted for 200 and something people and uh, six or seven of them actually like really ended up liking me and we, we hung out together on stream as much as possible for the next like four months. And, um, Honestly, really thinking about it, streaming might be one of the things I'm the most proud of as far as like what I was able to accomplish um, because, you know, it was good for me. Um, I'm not going to lie. I made some pretty decent money off of it. And it was, I mean, that was fulfilling. If I didn't have so many obligations, like, well, I guess really the big obligation was going to work because I was working like 35 hours a week and I was also streaming six hours a day, four days a week and then, or five days a week and then one day a week on one of my days off from my job, I would be streaming for 10 hours. So I was streaming like up to 
40 hours a week. So I was doing, I was pulling 70 hours. Uh, the only time I had to myself was like 30 minutes after I woke up in the morning. Uh, I gave myself 45 minutes to like shower and eat before I went to work. And then I'd come home and within 20 minutes of me being home, I'd have it all set up again and I'd be streaming until about 1 a.m. So I guess for time, I was streaming from like 9.30 to 1.30, like 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And then I would do a second stream from about 10.45 to 1 or 1.30 a.m. every day as much as I possibly could. And uh, I ended up getting it really up there. My goal was to become a, it wasn't a partner, it was an affiliate. So I became a Twitch affiliate, I think. And um, I had to get 50 followers or maybe 60. No, I think it was 50. And I got them all organically. I didn't fucking do any like giveaways or anything to try and inflate my numbers. And I only stuck to the things that I wanted to stick to. Um, like just playing the game. I really tried to play it as fair as possible and only do the things that I really wanted to do. Whereas with YouTube, I kind of did a lot of the things I didn't want to do just because I wanted to uh, I wanted to get some sort of notoriety out of it. But really, when I was streaming, it was all about building the this community and making friends with the people that are in a... Uh, they like playing the same game as me. Maybe they like the same music as me. They ended up really turning me on to a lot of music, um, really a lot of rap in general, because I wasn't that much of a rap fan beforehand, but... I fucking, I really love listening to some rap now. Um, and that experience actually taught me a lot. It taught me like, you know, how much I'm willing to sacrifice and also how much is too much to sacrifice. Um, because 70 hours is a long time and it was so fulfilling and it took all the, the pressure off of me going to work. Like, going to work was almost like, yeah, this is my time off from my job. Because I, I was looking at streaming as my full-time job. I was doing it more than I was working. I wasn't making more money than I was making at my actual job. But I definitely took it as serious as if I was. And I only had uh, one day off a week to hang out with my girlfriend. And on the days that I do 10-hour streams, she was a big part of the stream. She was in there all the time. I really appreciate her. She's amazing. Um, and she would come over to my apartment and hang out in my room with me. She'd get on camera sometimes, or she would just watch the stream from the other side of the room while she was working on, uh, photography stuff or Photoshopping, uh, something for somebody. But at the end, once I got my affiliate, the next goal was to become a partner on there. And that's, it's really tough. I don't have the, what you need in order to get it up right now. But it was like 20 times more effort than I'd already put in to get to this affiliate status. And I I kind of got my affiliate status and I was like, well, this is kind of the only goal I, I guess I set for myself. And, uh, and on top of that, I was feeling like that. And then I ended up going on a vacation for a couple of days uh, to celebrate Ellie's birthday. And when I came back, I just did not have the uh, the enthusiasm anymore. Um, I was just kind of like getting back into the motion of everything felt like a lot. I had to re-get used to going back to work because I think I had like five days off or something. 
and I wasn't streaming. So I got taken out of where I was to somewhere else and then I went back and then nothing felt the same anymore. And I think it's pretty fair to say that I was probably a little burnt out from working so hard. Um, but the reason why I say it's worth it, it's not the money. It wasn't, it really wasn't even the personal fulfillment, although that's a big part of it. Um, and I say that it's not, that wasn't a huge part because I know I can go further with the personal fulfillment and do things that are even more in line with what I really want to be doing. Um, which is things like this. And I really enjoy doing this, but fuck, what was I going to, oh, the thing that was super exciting to me about it was the things that I did for these people. I managed to accomplish one of the things that I'd been trying to do with my YouTube channel and I wasn't able to do, at least as far as I know, because anybody that subscribed to me or watched didn't necessarily comment all that much on my videos for feedback or like, hey man, just so you know, I really enjoy your videos and they really help me or whatever. But as far as the streaming is concerned, I've had two of the the main people that were in there come and talk to me afterwards, I guess like message me because we were all on different sides of the US. Uh, they lived east and west coast and I obviously lived in Texas at the time. And um, they both said something similar where it was like, you know, I know that it was probably really hard on you because of all the the work that you had to do and it was a lot of responsibility but I just want you to know that the thing that you did really helped me out through I guess a difficult time in their lives that I really don't know if I was that aware of in the moment but hearing afterwards them coming up to me and being like you know the friendships that we made I think about it all the time I miss you guys I hope you're all doing well um you know you guys were really beneficial in getting me through some tough things and i just want to say thank you and hopefully sometime soon we can all get together and you know do another stream just for old time's sake just to have some fun together because you know the one of them was like yeah i have so much new music to show you and i was like well fuck yeah dude i'm always in the fucking mood for that um but yeah it was a great time and I really learned what it meant to build a community of people that were open and honest. Uh, we didn't just talk when I was streaming. I opened up a Snapchat group that we all had together so that we could almost interweave, you know, personal life and the stream life together. We'd have like inside jokes from the stream in the Snapchats, you know, that we'd get like sunset pictures of the East Coast and you know, what people are eating and stuff like that. It was a really, it was really a fucking awesome time. And yeah, and so I, I feel like I, I did my duty with this episode uh, because since finishing streaming, I just kind of sat on my hands for the last year. Um, and I'm, I guess, ready again to give it another shot. And I'm in a much different place now than I have been in the past. Um, I've been far removed now from the things that used to plague me and I have a different perspective like I said with that quote you know well I guess I don't really know exactly what changed me so much I think I have an idea but I don't know how useful it would be to share it because it's a personal experience but I had almost a paradigm shift of maybe maybe it was like just watching a bunch of existentialist kind of videos and listening to 
some music that was pretty existential or was moderately close to it and uh that and then coupled with the quote that i told you guys from the other day that was every man has two lives and the second one starts when he realizes he has one i feel thankful for the fact that i'm only 23 and i feel like i have a good grasp on that and that i realize there's only one life and that i need to treat people as kind as possible and be forgiving but also stand up for myself and i need to be honest and truthful and try my best not to lie i feel like sometimes you just have to do little white lies because the trouble of telling the truth is unnecessarily bad and you might as well soften the blow otherwise and when i say that i really mean like calling into work and fucking saying that i'm sick when i really just need a break and or things like that i don't lie to the people close to me and they all know that um but as far as being honest i really want to be honest with them and the people that matter to me and i want to not be uh i don't know i'm just in a i'm definitely in a different spot and I'm hoping that's kind of coming across here. I feel like if you listen to me talk now and you listen to maybe the things I would say on my YouTube channel when I was uploading, there are two different things. Um, but I also don't feel like I'm too far removed. But this episode was, you know, for me to talk about, you know, all the things that I've done and how they've led me to the points that I was talking about in episode one, uh, which is about, you know, what are the things that, really you like what's your story as far as how you came across them and really what you're going to do now because now it's out there in the universe if you do contact me or you comment somewhere about you know what you love to do and you know maybe what's stopping you from doing those things you've already put it out there that those are things you want to do and maybe it'll you know light a fire under your ass to be like well shit I've already said it out loud. Maybe I can take some easy little steps to get myself going. And uh, maybe it'll make me feel better. Or maybe it'll make me feel more fulfilled or anything like that. Um, but I just wanted this episode to be some place where I could kind of dump all my life experience, I guess, as far as trying to do things for myself is concerned. And uh, kind of just being like, sometimes you just got to you got to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and you kind of have to find the right mental space to be in because like you kind of have to be ready for it. I feel like, I don't know if it's something I'm sure it is something that you could do on a whim where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of do this thing. Cause I like it, but I don't care if it turns into anything and then it might turn into something and take over your life for the better. But, um, I really wanted people listening to this to know that, you know, while I feel like I'm starting over, I can't look at it like that because I do have a lot of experience doing a lot of things that are similar to what I'm doing now. And, and also like, as far as the streaming goes, just knowing that the thing that I was striving for is actually possible and I know I can do it. And not only that, but plenty of other people are also doing it. So why can't I, you know, and why can't you? And yeah, I guess that's it. 
if you guys want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find my email, I'm sure, from my YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to have, uh, actually, I think it's anopenwindow at gmail.com or maybe it's aow at gmail.com. I'll have it in the show notes or in the description of the YouTube video I'm going to upload for this. Um, so get a hold of me. You know, you can tell me all about your stories or, or you know, if you think I have some odd perspective and you want me to clarify or if you just want to share your opinion with me, those things are all fine. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, next week, epi- next week's episode is going to be, I think, a little bit more on the existential side. Uh, I have the next couple planned out, but then after that, I kind of just like it's a void of what the hell I'm going to talk about. But next week's episode, I'm definitely super excited to uh, record and share with you guys. So be on the lookout for that. It should hopefully be out a week from when this one's posted. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really have enjoyed doing this. This has been such a good time just kind of venting. Or not even venting, just like, it's like word vomiting. I have no idea how I've been recording for almost 45 minutes now. But I have been, I guess. And if you've been listening to this far, I really appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week with episode three. Have a good one. See you later.